It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon is, uh, I wouldn't say on site, but he, he's hes not in his normal location today, and he's doing it remote for us. But Landon, how are you doing today, sir? <laughs> this is good. This is uh, this is vacation Landon reporting live from Solvang, California. Just to be clear, there's no Cowboys members or media or uh, front <laughs> office members in Solvang, California. Just I am happen to be in Solvang, California. So, uh, yeah, we're doing this live via remote uh, while I'm on vacation. That's all right. You're, you're having fun. We're, we'll, we'll do a show really quickly. Uh, we're going to talk about the Cowboys and Eagles matchup for Week 10. Um, let's go ahead and jump right into the Cowboys offense against the Eagles defense. We kind of previewed this on the show yesterday, but one of the areas that both me and you think that the Cowboys can have success against the Eagles this week is against their cornerbacks. Why do you think the Cowboys should be able to pass the ball against this Eagles secondary? Well, I mean, first of all, they're they're very beat up. I, I think that from what I the last I heard, you know, Sidney Jones is is not likely to play, and then um, I think Jalen Mills has both. They've both been ruled out. They've both been ruled out. Okay, so that's even more official. So without those two, the depth chart really starts to you know look very depleted. I mean, they're going to have Rasul Douglas play more of a role on the outside. You imagine. Um, but then outside of that, uh, you know, you're, you're really stretching the, the depth of this team. And I think, you know, like you and I had discussed and you had mentioned, uh, they're, they're going to have a lot of question marks about who's lining up in the slot for them because I think that was right. something that Douglas had done for the, a little bit of the, for them. Um, and I, and I feel like, I feel like we had seen a little bit of Sidney Jones there too, but, um, but I think, you know, without, without those key guys, uh, it's likely that they're looking for a, you know, true nickel on the street this week. And I don't know, I, I, you know, like because I've been on vacation mode, I haven't seen if they signed anyone lately or not. But uh, either way, they're looking for guys on the street uh, to be covering Cole Beasley in the slot, and that that could be a a, a real problem for them. And one of the things I want to mention, if you read my piece on the Athletic this week. I showed why the Cowboys should be able to have a lot of success against these Eagle cornerbacks on double moves. Both uh, Ronald Darby and Jalen Mills, when he played, are very aggressive cornerbacks that love to bite on the underneath stuff. Uh, Rasul Douglas is the exact same way. They want to jump on the slants and the dig routes, and you can beat them over the top with double moves, with slow goes, and that kind of stuff. So if the Cowboys are going to create explosive plays in the passing game, Look for it to be on those type of moves. Um, I want to mention really quickly on their secondary, 
Malcolm Jenkins uh, is a phenomenal player. He also has some experience playing in the slot. Uh, last year, they used Jenkins a little bit to cover Beasley. Uh, they're using a late-round pick, Avante Maddox, to, to play a little bit in uh, the secondary. Um, no Rodney McLeod. He has been out for the season. Uh, you know, So outside of Jenkins and Darby, a really, really inexperienced secondary. Let's move on to the Cowboys' offensive line. Uh, they might have some problems blocking this Eagles front. It's very, very talented. Fletcher Cox, obviously, Brandon Graham. Uh, they have Michael Brett Bennett. They have Chris Long. Just a lot of talented names. How can the Cowboys match up against this Eagles uh, front seven? Well, I think one thing that they're going to uh, struggle with even more so this week than previous weeks is running the football. I mean, I think that uh, – you know, they, they struggled against defensive lines that were way, way less talented than what they're going to face uh, on Sunday. So, um, I, I, you know, I think it may be very tough sledding to try to get the ball um, on, you know, running the way that they, they're used to, at least. Um, so the question then becomes, you know, what what is the way to try to attack this, this Eagles defense? And, and uh, you know, they have good linebackers, um, you know, at least, you know, not they're not so much weaknesses uh, when they're healthy. Um, but sure. I, I think that I think that um, what they need to what the Cowboys really need to focus on is trying to get uh, you know the ball away from the talent on that defensive line. Whether it's getting the ball outside quickly, uh, you know, quick passes so you're not setting up your your tackles to be you know beat up by uh, pass rushers, or uh, or just you know trying to get the ball outside in the run game, make these uh, defensive linemen run, uh, you know, one way or the other. Uh, and, and, and just tried, I think as opposed to some year, some weeks where you feel like you can probably run a little bit North and South and get North and South on these guys. I feel like this week it's probably best to try to do what you can to um, work around the uh, defensive lineman because there is so much talent there, and, and someone like Fletcher Cox, uh, you know, can single-handedly destroy a game plan. And, and, and the the thing is, is that it's not just Fletcher Cox. You know, it's it's Fletcher Cox, it's Brandon Graham, it's uh, it, it's it's all it's Bo Allen, it's all the guys that they rotate in the middle now. It's Jernigan now who's back, and and, and so they just need to, you know where they can win some of these matchups, take advantage of that, but don't, I, I think they should take advantage of the fact that there's weakness outside in this Eagles defense and don't try to beat their head again and get the wall uh, and running against what could be, especially with all the injuries the Cowboys are facing uh, when it's probably a much more talented defensive line than a Cowboys offensive line. And it's important to remember that, uh, Connor Williams has already been ruled out of this game. He will not play. I think the expectation is that Adam Redman is going to start there. Obviously, you have Joe Looney uh, playing center. It's going to be a difficult matchup. So before we move on to the other side of the ball, uh, what should be the Cowboys' strategy here? Should they start this game off in, in more up-tempo, more spread, uh, three, four receivers on the field to kind of take advantage of that uh, depleted Philadelphia secondary? You know, it's going to be an interesting bellwether, you know, thing here because yes, obviously, I think not only do the the matchups dictate that the you know it's as we have discussed, you know, that seems to be the 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 situation that makes Dak the most comfortable, you know, Absolutely. and so 
with all of those things in mind and considering the strategic matchup that you're facing with what we just discussed in the defensive line and, and the lack of talent that they're going to have due to injury on the outside. Yeah. I mean, if they don't come out, you know, spreading out and, and going for it, I, you have to wonder, you know, what are they even doing? Because if they don't, then it's probably more a commentary on, uh, a lack of confidence uh, uh, in, in anyone being able to hold up protection. But I, I tend to think that, yeah, what they need to do is is try to find a an efficient short passing game, get the ball outside to guys like, you know, Cooper on quick double moves. He can do that stuff. You know, that's one of the reasons that you yes, bring a guy yes. like in is that he can do the, the, the quick stuff, the quick get opens, get him and Beasley the ball you know, feed those guys. And then, uh, and then, you know, maybe, uh, every once in a while you, you, you get Gallup on a double move up the field and get him on a, on a sluggo, or you get him on a, just on a double move nine route or something like, you know, just something like that. Right. That'll, that'll kind of keep them honest and not continue to crowd, crowd the line of scrimmage. And then once you've got them going that direction, you know, play action, you know, draw, draw plays, you know, yes, RPOs, I was just going to mention like, that. I'm, yeah, glad that you, I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. I mean, I think that's where if you want to have success running the ball, establish the pass, I think early. And then, um, and then you can work on work backwards against that defensive line and secondary here is once you got the secondary reeling, you've got defensive linemen flying to the outside or you know, fl- flying up the field. You hit them with the draw in the middle of the field and, and let Zeke go wild. It's a very aggressive front seven, so I would use that aggressiveness against them. So lots of draws. Uh, yeah. We saw one delay draw last week. Wouldn't wouldn't mind seeing that more often this week. So just something to keep an eye on. All right, let's pause so I can tell you guys about my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online. And their mobile site is so easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me in the past. And that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code Locked On to activate that offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's my bookie, and don't forget to use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty-four-seven U.S.-based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, switching to the other side of the ball, when the Eagles are on offense and the Cowboys are on defense, 
It's going to be a challenge for the Cowboys this week. Uh, they are going to be without numerous defensive starters, including Sean Lee, David Irving, and Taco Charlton. Uh, we will see on Randy Gregory. He is listed as questionable. I expect him to play, but nevertheless, a banged-up defense going against an Eagles offense that all of a sudden is starting to click. Uh, they got Golden Tate over the the bye week, and I Golden Tate's personality just seems like it fits Philadelphia perfectly. Take that as you will. Uh, let's talk about the Eagles passing attack. How do you think the Cowboys can slow down uh, Carson Wentz and the Eagles? Are you talking about in the sense that Golden Tate is a human piece of garbage and now he works and he plays for the team that is uh, the embodiment of the garbage? Is that what you meant by a good fit? You said or? it not be. You, oh, okay. you said it cool. not me, but yes. Yeah, I, have a cool, I have a cool BCB if you guys got problems with what I said. Um, <laughs> Love it. Uh, no, I think I – think, uh, you know, you said it right. I mean, the Cowboys are going to face their own injury issues on that side of the ball. You know, the thing about that, though, is that the, the Eagles offensive line is not exactly healthy. You know, I think Lane Johnson and Jason Peters are playing right, but they are definitely not, not fully healthy. I, I, I talked to a couple of the Eagles guys, and they said they would be shocked if, if Lane Johnson even looks like 50% of himself. They don't even know why he's playing this week. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's a division game and that sort of thing, but yeah, I, I mean, they may be getting a little bit of a benefit by having a less than 50% Lane Johnson, as opposed to seeing uh Vitae. Um, so, uh, you know, that's the thing about them is they do have a good third tackle. One of the few teams in the league that actually has a, a backup tackle plan. Um, right. But I, I think that, you know, if, if, if hopefully Randy can come in and give you some snaps as a pass rusher, you know, even just just to give you something. Um, and, and he's had success against Peters before, too. So um, I, I think that uh, you hope that Marcus Lawrence just kind of continues the tear he's on and is able to take advantage of Lane Johnson to the point where. Um, you know, he's able to cause some issues. You're right that the offense seems to be clicking a little bit, but at the same time, there's a reason they traded for Golden Tate. They've been having That's struggles. True. They, they've been having struggles this off season, this season with their offense. It's just not to the degree that you know the Cowboys are. But they well, their biggest weakness is they can't run the ball. Last year yeah. they were the number one rushing team in the league, and this year they're really struggling to well, do it. And I and it's funny that you mentioned that because that is you know you and I I talked about this last year was that people do not give the Eagles run game enough due because that honestly is was probably the thing that made them the most special in a lot of ways on offense was their ability to run the football. Now, a lot of that has to do with RPOs and, you know, the run reaction to the pass situation. But I I think that when people talk about the Eagles offense, they often fail to mention that they ran for like 2,300 yards last season or something like that. So um, it was crazy. You know, and the thing is, they get—they're uh, getting uh, what's his name back this week. Uh, uh, the old veteran, Scrolls. Scrolls, yes. Uh, he's at, <laughs> he actually got ruled out. He hurt his hamstring oh, he on Wednesday. Oh, yes. Geez, see, guys, vacation landed very different. Landed. So, <laughs> apologies so for the, it looks this like it looks like it's going to be Josh Adams is the okay, guy that's well, going to be kind of taking over more of a role there. That's good news for the Cowboys because I mean, obviously, Scrolls is you know an unaging wizard of some sort. I, I sure. still don't understand physics behind how Sproles is in the NFL still, but whatever. That's he's, I hate him because he's great. Um, 
but I think that without him, you know, that gives the Cowboys a little bit more of a, of light for the for this facing this offense. Zach Ertz is really, I think, the the guy that, as far as the weapons go, and the, and talent, uh, you know, I think he is the guy that specifically Zach Ertz in this scheme. And they do a great job of working their tight ends with RPOs, with in a lot of different situations, ways to scheme uh, to their tight ends open. So to me, it, it, you kind of have to figure out something for Zach Ertz. Alshon Jeffrey has, you know, basically been injured this whole season. I mean, he's been playing, but yeah. I'm pretty sure he's been dealing with the labrum that he tore last year, right? A couple and different then, injuries, yep. Yeah. and then He's playing so well, me, it's a, yeah, he's been playing well, but he, it, it, he's definitely is not like at full speed. So I, I think that you know, but hopefully Byron can handle him. Um, and then the question then becomes, you know, what what else does Philadelphia got cooked up for us? You know, the interesting thing about this is that obviously, you know, we came out of that game last week, and we'll talk a little more about this in the predictions. But you know, we came out of that game last week, and there's absolutely zero belief in this football team. And and for good reason, it would look terrible, right? Um, sure. But then you look at the actual matchup this week and, and, and it'll come out of it. Like, Oh, there's no way we're beating the Eagles, blah, 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 blah. And, and I'm not saying that I'm going to pick the, the Cowboys to win or anything, but it, when you look at the actual matchup here, it's not a bad matchup for the Cowboys. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it, it's, it's, not. It's, 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 it's a, it is a winnable game. I don't know that they will win, but I think that if you look at, you know, NFL is a matchup league. And if you look at the matchups in this thing, it's a it's a game where the talent kind of lines up and the situation with the injuries kind of lines up in a way that the Cowboys have a chance if they can take advantage of it. I actually have more faith in the Cowboys defense that they can hold the Eagles to 21, 24 points than I do the offense getting there. But um, it should be fascinating to watch. I think the Cowboys match up pretty well against their offense. Um, I think you'll see a lot of um, Anthony Brown on Golden Tate. Again, I talked to a couple Eagle guys this year. They weren't really pleased with the way Nelson Aguilar was playing the slot. So the expectation is that um, Golden Tate is going to be in there more often. You might see Tate in two receiver sets and Aguilar off the field. Just something to kind of watch. So let's go ahead and move on to our predictions. Um, last week, Landon, both you and I were way off. We both had the Cowboys. Uh, we both had the Cowboys winning. It's the first time that we've both been wrong in a long, long time. Uh, who are you picking in this game and why? I'm going to pick the Eagles. Um, and, you know, they're playing on the we're playing on the road. Uh, you know, I just if you if you're asking me, it's a 50-50 game, I think. But if you're asking me who I trust more right now to perform and you know and to to get out there and, and pull it together I, I think i trust the eagles right now more than i trust the cowboys I agree. um but i definitely i mean i i, I think it's going to be a close game and, and i'd say you know i don't like i don't feel like i don't feel the way i felt leaving the game monday night with the cowboys like that the cowboys would have no chance against the eagles i, I feel like it's it's one of those situations where, you know, if the Cowboys play, uh, can manage to pull it together, they can certainly steal one from Philadelphia just because of the, the way the matchups are. Um, but I think that the way the team is playing in general and their kind of just inability to pull, I mean, those last few drives for the Cowboys offense in that 
Tennessee game are very much scarred on my psyche right now. So uh, I know uh, I, it's it's hard for me to look past that and think and feel certain that minus a, their starting left guard that they're going to be able to go out there and perform against what is more likely a better defense than what they played on Monday. But at the same time, like I said, from a 10,000 foot view on paper, I, I, there are ways for this team to win. I just can't trust them to do it. So I'll take the Eagles. Uh, let's say 24, 20. Okay. I, I think it's going to be around that score as well. I think Dallas will hang with them for a half, maybe three quarters. Uh, but eventually Philadelphia will pull away. I'll say 27-20. And a close game comes down to the fourth quarter. Uh, before we go, just one kind of little news item uh, from today. Uh, the Cowboys released uh, two players today, Thomas DeCloud, uh, the safety, and Deontay Thompson, a player that we really? actually talked about a little bit. Yes, a little bit about on this show the last couple of weeks. Uh, the reason for the release is the Cowboys will now gain a fourth-round compensatory pick in next April's draft. They have brought up Noah Brown uh, from injured reserve. He is playing. Pl- he is going to play this weekend and be active. Uh, They've also brought up Lance Lenore to take over some of Deontay Thompson's special teams duties. Now, really? remember, he was the kick returner. He was the kick returner uh, for the Cowboys. He also did some stuff on punt returns or on, on punt coverage. So just keep an eye out on that. So really quickly before we go, any any thoughts on the release of Thompson? Well, I, you know, listen, I, I know a lot of people hate Thompson because of for a lot of different reasons, but I, I he actually outperformed my expectations for him um, when he was on sure. the team, and I, I think you were especially down on him. So I, I mean, you, you weren't necessarily wrong because he didn't blow the world up but i think you know the fact that he was he, fine he cost he was going to cost a fourth round co- uh, compensatory pick i think that made him obviously uh not long for the world but if you go back and watch like he had quality receptions and he had quality uh snaps even last he, week uh, yeah, he had a nice reception last week all throughout the season he's had quality i mean i i would i, I don't know what his numbers on top of my head but i guarantee you his Targeting is pretty good in comparison to everyone else, and he, you know, ran good routes and got open at times. So I thought he was a good fourth receiver option. Um, but I, again, that fourth round pick, uh, especially in light of you know where the Cowboys feel that they are, I feel like that fourth round pick was something that they wanted to have back. So uh, I, I guess not surprising, but uh, I, you know, I'm not leaving a bad yelp for Dante Thompson. Uh, sure, and, and then. Sure. Uh, what was the other one about Noah Brown and Lance Lenore? Lenore. Yeah, so both I, of them I'm, right. a, I'm a big fan of both those guys. I'm not a fan of Lenore as a special teamer specifically. I mean, punt returner, I guess. Uh, but, but he probably I, I won't like, be doing punt returner. He'll probably just no, be more kick Probably, return. Yeah. Um, I like both of those guys. You know, and, uh, Noah Brown has a skill set that I think uh, can be useful, You know, like I mentioned before, when you're not – you know, when you're short tight ends especially. Like if you want to get some sure. of those more – two-way people out there, but maybe with providing a little bit more as a receiver, I think Noah Brown's your guy. And Lance Lenore is just a guy who uh, will find a way to get open. That's what he does. That's all he does, really. He'll give you some special team stuff, but uh, the one thing he could do throughout special with, throughout training camp was he found a way to get open. He, he used what skills he had to run good routes. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys. 
And of course, I'm at Marcus underscore Moser. Enjoy your weekend, and we will see you guys back here on Monday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.